When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Maddie Matt Knight. Feeling hot, hot, hot. It is indeed very hot. Welcome, dear listener. I don't don't know where else there are heat waves, but... uh, Apparently um, everywhere. Is it everywhere? I I guess for our American listeners, uh, it's... So my flat right now, it's 30... 39 degrees. What's 39 in American? In Fahrenheit is 102, uh, which I guess for some people it may be like Southern California or whatever. Or it sounds more dramatic, the American it, way of it, it measuring does, temperature, it, it's doesn't it? It's also less accurate um, because <laughs> zero is not freezing. Um, it's more than freezing. So, yeah, it's. I guess it's it's hot comparable to. I know that yeah, US Australia will have super hot days, but for England, we this is get our, up for this. It's our first ever red heat warning, yeah. uh, which they only introduced two years ago when we experienced the hottest day ever, um, and we've already beaten that. So it's um, so hot. You're yeah. you're not even wearing a shirt. I, I am just wearing a towel. Uh, no, I've got some pants on. Um, but it's yeah, it's really hot. It's obviously hot for our beloved pets. Um, all my windows are open, all my curtains are closed, and I just have a fan because aircon does not exist. Uh, yes, that's England. it. All the all the houses in the UK are designed to keep heat in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, all my guitars feel incredibly warm. Oh, that my guitars are all over the place, setup wise. Yeah, um, I, uh, I left I left one in in my in my garage probably the last month. Whilst oh. there have been big temperature changes, it's it's like a bow and arrow oh. filtered now. Oh. I need to I need to sort that out really. Yeah, it's um, it's not good weather for uh, for guitars in England, no. and I think we've yeah we've had a couple of weeks of it being really hot, and then we've got this mega day today and tomorrow. It's going to be forty tomorrow, <sighs> and then uh, and then back down to the to the usual twenties. Which, to be honest, mid twenties, I'd be quite happy with a cool, calm twenty-one, bright <laughs> sunshine, little bit of breeze, enough to sit outside. But you put a jumper on when you're having your beers in the park about eight o'clock. Um, yeah. And then you get incredibly sunburnt, and uh, yeah, that's the uh, the British way. Yeah, I can um, get behind that. I can get behind that. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's just like yeah, it's it's very hot, 
and uh, slightly bothered, but we'll get through it, Joe. We will. I I, uh, I spent uh, I spent forty five minutes on uh, my elliptical machine before coming on this podcast. So oh. I am I, I'm smelling pretty pretty fresh right now. Well, t- funny enough um, to to I guess uh, the roundup of our week. I've had no hot water since Thursday. Um, That's not because... a problem at the moment. <laughs> so um, so I'm like, well, if I need to have a shower. I have to go to the gym. So it's been an excuse to go to the gym every day um, and experience the air con and the showers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not been uh, not been so bad, to be honest. It's been one thing. But, yeah, probably just want to have a cold shower at this point. Uh, can't even really play guitar because Valve no, Amps... No, why, why not? They get really hot, obviously, Valve Amps. And because I'm on a, on a flat and in a terrace, don't always like having the uh, windows wide open when you're blasting a bunch of fuzz um so yeah if i close the window or anything like that it's um it's just it just gets too hot just way too hot in here yeah yeah that that is true well i I, i've uh i had to mondays i have a lot of filming a lot of recordings so that requires me putting up these um like blackout blinds over my windows and shut it and shutting the windows as well and then putting on artificial lights which turns this place into an unbelievable hot box right um which is which is terrible but it was it was good fun i was uh so i i've been um i'm doing this like this musical side project thing with my with my partner emma and uh we've been writing this stuff casually over the last couple of years like i have a an acoustic and one of my electrics with a little positive grid spark downstairs in the lounge emma has her piano down there so we'll jam around on those things but i keep i finding more and more as we're developing the ideas that what it actually needs is is an acoustic it, it, the guitar parts i'm writing just they they're more suited to acoustic and I was kind of like, I don't really have a great s- setup for recording acoustic. I don't really have anything solidly sorted. Fine, I've got that Yamaha Trans Acoustic, which you can plug in, but I certainly don't want to use that. Like, I don't want to plug in. You know, I hate that sound, the plugged-in acoustic sound. It, it it sounds like a like Creed or, you know, in, <laughs> in, instrumental, uh, instrumental 90s, or sorry, chilled-out 90s rock, you know, when, like, big rock bands have to do chill out bits it's always a plugged in acoustic and it just sounds garbage it's like um when i remember the first time i think i plugged in the slashless pool that had the piezo Mm. and you don't realize and you like flick a switch oh my god that's incredibly harsh and um (laughs) yeah piezo piezo as uh, some people might call it straight into a Fender Hot Rod Deluxe is the worst <laughs> well, possible sound ever. That's um, so much treble. Yeah, I just don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Acoustics, very. Di- you know, I guess I, you know, I do like the sound of a Martin D18, and it's uh, it's got all those kind of like mic models and stuff in it, hasn't it? Uh-huh. I think the electric one. But sure, nothing beats just trying to capture it with a bunch of good microphones. Exactly, exactly. So th- this led me to two things. One, I've got, I've got this really nice Art and Luthery. It's it's very nice, but it's still like um, uh, it is like a little parlor guitar. It's lovely, but it's like five six hundred pounds. So it's obviously like a, a laminate top. It's it's designed around looks more than it's designed around sounds. And I was like, well, I should probably be caring about this sort of thing a, a little bit more. So one, I'm I'm on I'm on the hunt for for a new acoustic, a really good acoustic. And dear listener. I need your help and advice. 
because um, there's only so much I know. I'd, I'd love I'd love some welcome advice on parlor size things. So I've got some suggestions that I'll come back to. But the second one was how I was going to record it. I was like, well, maybe I get a pickup and put it in there. I was like, no, it's, it's still not going to be good. What I need is a good set of mics. And friend of the podcast, Dan Pilver, came to the rescue. Also, he you know he has a great taste in acoustics. So I hope he listens and answers me on on what I should get. But one, he sent me some Lewitt mics to see see what we thought of them. And in in fact, Mike uh, Matt, we're we're recording with the with the uh, the Lewitt mics with the four forties um, at the moment, and they've been a like a fantastic upgrade to the podcast. Super clear and a whole bunch of clarity. If you listen to the episode with ads, dear listener, then last week I put up a little ad where um, I showed you what the the four forties sounded like. Um, on their own without any production, I compared it to a another mic that we'd previously used, so you could kind of hear the difference. But they're very good. We've been very impressed with them. And one of the other things I got sent was the Lewitt LCT One Forty Air, which is a stereo pair of mics, a, a match stereo pair, um, which have the, and they have like two different sound characteristics on them, and they are absolutely designed for acoustic instrument recording which is very, very useful. So I can set those up on a little, like a little dual uh, stand thing and I can angle them appropriately to get that that sort of uh, perfect stereo style recording. And, um, you know, sort of one, one aimed more at my right hand, one aimed more at the board on this little dual holder. Very good, very useful. And... Uh, the quality I was getting was great because the other thing, I don't, you know, I was listening to some demos that me and Emma had made that were done on the on the Spire, on the Isotope Spires, right. And the problem was, whenever I record on the Spire, I'm like, yeah, put reverb on because you know reverb makes everything sound better. But actually, when you listen back to it, I'm like, on an acoustic, this just makes it sound like eighties music, like uh, some weird sort of like nineties lift music it's just bad and acoustic <laughs> needs to be just like dry like you need to hear my hand sliding around or, or at least that's that's what i want i want it to be just really really brittle and dry and detailed um and i was very very happy with the results so i think i'm kind of set i think this is like my my recording setup now for acoustic and i expect this to be much more difficult Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I've never spent a lot of time miking acoustic, um, but I know what you mean. You kind of really want the whole sound of the guitar to come through, don't you, first? Yeah. Um, and I guess it's the same as capturing a um, a great guitar cap. I've, I've, and I've seen some crazy mic positions, obviously, because you've got sound hole. I know some people... I can't remember who it was. I think it was an interview maybe with... I want to say, like, I'm sure it's like Baroness or someone. It was some sort of, like, you know, proggy rock band. And uh-huh. I was saying that they, you know, they, like, mic up the fretboard. So you're getting some of the, like, string noise and stuff like that as well. You're getting some yes. more of the human element. Yes, that's what um, I want. You know, I think some people have, like, done, you know, various... I mean, there's just so many great ways that you could record an acoustic. But I guess a really good stereo pair straight in front of the sound hole perhaps but then again straight in front of the sound hole you're going to get something really direct aren't you how do you get mm. it to to breathe a little bit more room yeah. mic maybe as well on top of that maybe yeah something like that i mean i imagine the 440 actually wouldn't do a bad job of that yeah um, have that with along with um along with the stereo pair could be a good little shout hmm. very possibly but but yes this whole thing uh you, you know it, it was sounding so good and i was like damn you know i really I really want to, this to sound even better, and the way to get it sounding better would be to spend to invest some money in a good acoustic. So I don't know. I don't know where to go. Dear listener, help me out. I kind of like parlours. You know, I play a lot of 12 frets, but it doesn't have to be. I don't mind 14 frets. Um, I've been looking a lot at the Eastman Traditional. They do an E1000SS00, uh, um, which you can get in Sunburst. I'm a sucker for a Sunburst acoustic. Um, and that's got a lovely sort of very small kind of bunched at the midway uh parlory size acoustic and that's kind of exactly what i'm looking for they're like 1200 quid i think i figure that's a good price for an acoustic the 1200 pound mark i would very much go with i think acoustics more than anything you've got to play a couple haven't you oh do you think do you think i should actually probably i think so because i think well, I mean, I guess electric guitars are the same, but, you know, I feel confident that I could pick up a Squire Mustang bass and go, you know what, I'm pretty sure this is going to be all right hmm. and play it and it'd be pretty good. Whereas an acoustic, I'm like, and maybe it's just because we're not in that acoustic world, I would really yeah. struggle to, like, go, this acoustic is great and I want to spend a £1,000. No, that's a good point definitely know that it's going to be good and you might even get one that's less money that's really good yeah that's Um, true true. i mean martin do their ox1e which is their sort of new entry level so it's like 500 pounds for a martin but i do worry that when a brand with as expensive a baseline as martin do affordable models they're probably cutting an awful lot of corners because it says martin on the headstock maybe maybe i mean what sort of body size are you thinking about going that's where this you know talking of guitar nerds uh, of which we kind of are um i have always struggled with acoustic because i've just never lived 
lived in that world and all the different body shapes, especially when you get to like Taylor. And I'm like, I have no idea what these mean. But for I wouldn't me, touch a Taylor because they're tasteless. But I, I would <laughs> harsh. I think ta- they're, they're the they're the PRS of the acoustic Taylors world. have a very very. I always thought it had a very modern sound, and they have a very modern approach to building. And, exactly. You know, none of those things appeal to me. But no, but yes, you want, you're right. They're very good. If you want more classic and you know history i guess yeah martin which we were saying i think on the podcast the other day first martin's what 1833 i mean the dreadnought for me has always been the preferred body shape mm. a non-cutaway dreadnought i mean i just go am i realistically unless you've got an electroacoustic are you really ever going to go above the 10th fret <laughs> ever yeah oh no i'd never get anything with a cutaway dummy duff but but i do like a small body size i'm a sucker for a parlor okay um so you know i'm uh i, I think I, I i would definitely go parlor or something around that size and it would have to look classic i mean even some of the new fender paramount stuff there's not been bad they're certainly having a fair old crack at trying to make good acoustics at fender at the moment i think they quite don't have quite the rep for it yet but I certainly, I certainly wouldn't write them off, and I would like to try some fenders, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they're they're good. I'm trying to see what else is out there. I mean, I remember when I was at Anderton's, Faith always did some good guitars. I mean, we sold like more Faith than anything. Oh I think. yeah, because they were just thought, really good value. They great you know, value. just kind of had that nice sort of satin feel to them. They do. Unfortunately, not vegan, so they're out of my. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, uh, abalone. Ah. Um, uh, Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fender, the Fender PS two twenty E. They do it. That's the electric I love that. acoustic one. The PS two twenty E is exactly exactly the the Fender acoustic that got me interested. But it's like five hundred and thirty five quid, so I assume it's like a laminate top. Yes. I mean, that's. I think that was always the advantage with Faith was that they were always a solid solid top. Yeah. Uh, which made them so good for the money um, mm. because they, yeah, they always were a solid top. I don't know. I mean, one other brand that's coming up is Alvarez, uh, which I've, I, I seem to remember briefly from my time again at Anderson's, I think a brand that we started to get on. They do a parlor style, the MPA 66, mm, um, yeah. which is a solid African mahogany body and top uh, with an X brace that is coming in at a rather reasonable four hundred and seventy nine pounds. Oh, that sounds nice, very, vintage very looking cool. color. Oh, that's good. As long as it's vintage looking, I think that's quite high on my on my list of things as well. Yeah, um, what I really want is a Gibson L double O, but they all see, they seem to start like twenty two, twenty three hundred pounds. Yeah, I, do you know what? I never ever really gelled with Gibson acoustics. Played a few. Um, Sounded great, you know, a lot of the time. Just never, never kind of, yeah, gelled with them, especially the bigger body ones. I, I hate the Super Jumbo. That would be like my uh, sort of like the ultimate guitar that I just wouldn't want. I think someone's like, have really? this. I'd be like, well, mm. you know, I'd have it if it was super expensive. You know, I'd sell it and buy something I wanted. But, you know, I just think that the Super Jumbo, just too big. And I just think they, ah. they always look a bit clunky to me. Saying that, I love a Gretsch White Falcon, but I think an electro, <laughs> electro, uh, an acoustic is very different to an electric, in my opinion. 
Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start-to-finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The Music Production Suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive. And as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Yeah, I was always a fan of the, the jumbos. I thought they were very cool. I love the smallest acoustics and the biggest acoustics. For me, the fact that Oasis played the jumbos always ruined it a little bit for me. They became a little bit too synonymous with with that sort of thing and uh, i hate that band so that, that's that's a, a real turn off for me but they are very very cool and certainly when i had one come through the harder queen guitar club when i was doing the the shop i had like a water damaged old gibson jumbo turn up and it was absolutely lovely um mm. I, I really got on with it sonically um should have bought that because it went for you know less money than it was worth because it was a bit a bit damaged yeah i think um but yeah coming back to to my honest advice would be just try a couple i think because i will yeah where should i go where where, where's where's good for acoustics good for acoustics maybe peach yeah um i mean peach is a lot high end um Mm. but you know they've got a good range of of low and mid price stuff there's no sort of like trying to think of shops that i remember having a really big acoustic department um mm. remember guitar guitar in camden having quite a yeah. few acoustics they've got quite a cool acoustic room same if with you know guitar, dear guitar, listeners some... make make suggestions to me uh if you know any places with great acoustic suggestions maybe acoustic only shops because they would be totally off of our radar really wouldn't they yeah absolutely um i don't even know of any dedicated just acoustic ones but i'm sure there are some out there um yeah. but yeah i think yeah try a couple because you never know you might be surprised on the price yeah i think that's always the thing isn't it you can be like yeah sometimes it can be buy cheap buy twice sometimes you can buy something pretty cheap and actually it'd be a really good instrument i think with acoustic you've got nothing to hide though of you you know if you bought a cheap squire and you're like i'm going to change the pickups i'm going to change the machine heads i'm going to put a different scratch plate on it you know you can kind of twist it into something you want where yeah an acoustic's got to be good out of the box and a good one, especially a solid top, will sound better with age. 
So you kind of want to play it a lot and break it in. And I think if you don't do that, I think, yeah, you've, you've got, to, got to start off on the right foot, in my opinion. That is a good point. Okay, well, we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it. Now, I want to I talk about something, Matt, that, you've, uh, that, that, that has been quite wonderful. I feel like I, I almost got a, a new amplifier this week, thanks to the Boss Katana Mark II uh, version 2 software, which kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't even know this was going to be a thing, because, to be honest, the Katana Mark II... It really ticks an awful lot of boxes. Like the, the worrying thing for the Katana Mark II is, is very, very good. And yeah. how much better can you make it before it starts infringing on next tone or like, or you know, or other things, well, th- more premium bits? I think it's it's interesting. I mean, Katana's been out for five, six years now, 2016. Wow. Uh, August 2016. It came out a month after I started Roland. Um, and then, you know, we did Mark II in 2019. And again, a lot of people were like, how can you make it better? And obviously there was... Yeah, and some, it was. It was so good. We, You know, there were some hardware improvements we could make. But obviously, once you get to a point, you're like, we can just add more stuff... But it's like, what can we add that's of real value? And I think a lot of people, you know, are using Katana at home. A lot of people are using it for recording, you know, as an option to go to for a bunch of different things. And there's a bunch of options that are in some of the other products that aren't in some of the lower products like Katana 50 or Katana 100. Um, So that's one of the things we wanted to add. And it really is a big update uh, for people who want to use it for kind of recording um mainly because the uh, sort of like cab irs that are in there so different mics different mic positions different um mic distances so you know out out of (laughs) the back you know there's a whole bunch of just great options for just good guitar sounds recorded and i know obviously that's you like, did a lot that's of- more than fender tone master are offering out of the back and yeah, yeah. And, and i think um you know there's i think that's to me has been the the big thing for a lot of people is just having that option and just it sounding really good and, and yeah. you know massive shout out to um paul at the studio rats um they did a video of it he kind of got a video out uh for me on the the launch day because he's just the master at dialing in great guitar sounds yeah, and um he has done a bunch of patches uh that just i was just listening to him i was just like it just sounds so good like imagine having that like 10 years ago and being able to just oh. like i wish i i wish in some ways i just i'd had one of those so long ago and just use that to like record because yeah. it's just there's so many just great sounds in there and being able to record them and do it over usb or you know via line out especially over usb i mean just so good as an interface and in some ways i think that's probably what i should be doing and and i think when i eventually move that's probably what i will do you know i've got an interface and mics and i can plug synths into it and stuff but i think in some ways just guitar in uh and just being able to reamp and you know being able to change those sounds so easily yeah um i think it's really good and then on top of that added in the centaur od uh which is in a bunch of um oh, some of our other products but yeah adding a bit of a clon in there as well it's so 
good as well. It's so good. Mm. Like, uh, I, I'm so glad that I've got the Mark II and the foot switch as well, which just allows me, it essentially gives me that Klon-style pedal on the floor. You know, I, I, to my listener, I know lots of things do Klon alikes, you know. Um, but just to have it at, at the price point of a katana is is amazing. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're interested or own a katana and didn't realise, go and watch Paul, the Studio Rats video. Um, on top of that, one thing that we've also done, um, which was sort of soft launch and it's been out there and it's found its way onto forums and stuff like that, is people for ages have been crying out for a uh, platform that allows you to upload your own patches that other people could download on a bunch of our products. Um, so oh, yeah. we've also launched Boss Tone Exchange, uh, which, well, that's is, really cool. which is a platform where you can go on, create an account, and then you can upload your patches for Katana or GT1000 or, you know, um, whatever. And you can upload them, but you can also download other people's. And, and Paul um, from the Studio Rats, all of, he did 10 patches on version 2 and they're all available to download from Boston Exchange. So, you That's know, you can cool. download the update for free, download the patches for free. And then away you go. And I just think that's something that we've needed to do for a while and we've sort of now had the ability to to kind of do it. And it's great because it really shows what other people are doing with the stuff that you buy. I think that's, well, you know, that's really good. It's a great validation of the product you buy going, oh, there's a whole bunch of great patches that other people have done. Well, that's it. It's essentially like getting a whole load of new effects yeah. and, and for, for the user. And also, it's a great learning tool. Like, of course, Line 6 have it that sort of thing set up for their Helix. And I found that to be a great, like, almost learning tool. When I was trying to make Helix work for bass, I would look through for people who had made bass patches and I would download them. And then I could sort of almost use their their patches as a template yeah and, absolutely and be like, oh that's how you've done this and and so it, it, it's such a useful thing it's great that it's now available uh, available for katana oh i'm gonna make some i'm gonna make some of my own i'll probably upload my own ones but yeah and i think yeah you can just do individual patches or you can do a whole live set um but i think great you know if you're going out there and you're playing in a i don't know a John Mayer tribute band and you need to set up all of the and you've got all of the John Mayer patches you can just upload it as one big live set you know and then just be able to go in but like I say I think it's just really good that you can buy a product and then go what have other people done because it is inspiration I think you know can can you explain one of the things that Katana has added is a new solo block solo block in the effects chain. Yes. So one of the things... Um, How is that different from a, the boost function that was there before? Because the solo sits uh, kind of like the old boogies. It sits right at the end of everything. So it's like oh, a see. completely clean boost. Um, it's basically like adding more output volume, I guess, um, that wouldn't necessarily colour anything else that goes in it. Um, and then you can have, yeah, that to sort of preset and just have it as a an, a volume boost, a clean output volume boost. Um, but the other thing that we've done, actually, which I think is better, is added more effects chains. So you can put things in different orders. So there's a bunch of new effects change, which includes being able to reroute the compressor in a bunch of different places and stuff like that, which is... Um, which That's is pretty good. Cool. So again, just some more options for recording. Um, and I think that's that's the main thing. I think obviously we can't, or we haven't, you know, 
doing more with the hardware, it's almost like, what more could you do? You know, because so many people have just gone, oh, it's got everything on it, but it's still easy to use. But then, yeah, if you look at like, uh, what can you do with the firmware? There's a lot of people saying, oh, it'd be great if it did this or it'd be great if it did this. So hmm. I think that's um, that's really nice. Plus adding a new EQ block and stuff on there. whole bunch of great stuff that I think really benefits. Oh, obviously, if you're thinking about, um, you know, buying a Katana, this might tip you over the edge. But I certainly think for people who have got one now and kind of maybe want to record with it and are thinking about going to something else, actually... You know, maybe this update will give them a few sounds that's going to make things even better. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about it loads. Maybe we haven't spoken about it for a little while, but, you know, it still is the guitar amp in my in my office that I plug everything into to test because it can just be so versatile but so easy to dial things in and and, and create stuff with. And, and you know, like you, you mentioned earlier about how imagine if something like this had come out 10 years ago. I know that we are very well embedded in this this scene and, and how how many options there are out, out there. And I know, you know, we have Fractal and, and Line 6 and even GT1000, things like that are there that can do a whole bunch more. But it's the little things like... Uh, like for for my band because everyone's especially my guitarist is quite an old school guy even though he's playing guitars it was it was great when we were playing this tiny little venue in cardiff and it and uh and of course we've got three keyboards and uh and a sax player to deal with and the sound engineer turned up with two DIs or something, you know. So, <laughs> but we actually bring our own keyboard DIs because we realised that that's a lot. But he he certainly. Uh, oh no, sorry, no, no, it wasn't the DIs. Sorry, he didn't bring enough mics to be able to mic up the drum kit and the guitar amps. Brilliant, uh, which was which what was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and Tim was playing through two katanas at the time, so he, he did not have enough mics to to mic up. Uh, two guitar amps which i thought was was an incredibly impressive um but uh you know considering he got paid for that evening but fortunately the of course the katana has an absolutely fantastic line out that to be honest in a small venue like that is is better it's more valuable than than miking up the front of it you're getting absolutely you know a perfect rendition of the of of that sound with the irs just fear a, a jack out of the out of the back of the katana and the fact that you've got that on a 300 pound amp is very good yeah indeed just squeezing a whole lot more value out of uh <laughs> out of the out of the product um yeah. and again yeah if you've owned one and you've not messed around with the recording side of things perhaps now is the time especially if you don't want to go down the plug-in route but you know plug-in's great um but perhaps you know you want to you know have a bit of hands-on time with an amp and stuff like that i think it's really good really nice little option for recording yeah absolutely absolutely now another another company that uh that we've been good friends of over the years and have actually made some stuff for us in the past bright onion brightonian do you get it do you get it they're from brighton Bright, do you know what onion. i never what? got that <laughs> you, I, I just i just thought it was and i and i and i thought it was something to do with brighton i thought brighton i never ever got that so uh yes, wow i feel uh brightonian. i feel silly <laughs> well bright onion effects are having a b-stock sale and bright onion effects aren't your ordinary effects company dear listener they make an awful lot of extraordinarily useful utility bits and bobs um and the b-stock sale is actually massive really really substantial 
Um, there are some very cool bits in there. Like even actually, there's like a um, an eight switch um, bypass looper box for like ninety quid in there, which is oh, interesting. Very reasonable for for what it is. But there's um, there's a, there's the ABYs. We did an ABY with them. Um, uh, there's like active splitters with isolated second outputs, mini triple this bypass is, loopers. Um... I mean, you know, massive shout out to James because he has made all my wildest uh, utility dreams come <laughs> true over the last, God, must be, I would say nearly 10 years now. Yeah, you but know, I think all my patch boxes have been I've got, from them. Uh, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, I have a box of patch boxes upstairs <laughs> because so often I'll be like, I'll dream up some crazy pedal board and I'll be like, it's got to have this in and out and it's got to be able to do that. And I always just send him a message. I'm like, I need this. And he's like, I can make that happen. And I think the last thing I had, I was like, right, I need to have input, two outputs and an effects loop. And the input and one output need to be buffered. It needs to sit in this orientation. I need an LED on it. And he's like, I can make that happen. And he turns it around in like a week. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. and he sits down and designs these things. And just looking at the sale they've got now, I mean, people just jump on there and just get some of this stuff at crazy yeah. price. I mean, it's got a lot of crazy colored like AB switches and stuff like that ab switch in blue and white very funky blue and white 25 pounds it's amazing yeah the the even like the mini dual momentary foot switches they're 20 quid yeah um, it's got some there's... interfaces in pink uh which i you know always like think that's amazing mini loopers yeah they're pretty handy so what is what's the mini looper do matt what i need is a small clean blend so i need to be able to get clean blends out of a couple of pedals Right, but and I can do that with the Boss LS2 by like looping the patch of one of them, but it takes up a Boss size space, which is a big space, and I can do it with the Tyler Deluxe by KMA, but that's even bigger, you know. So I and I just need I just need it for like a pedal. So I'm trying to get it as small as possible. Is there a thing that does there that? is uh, two things that I can the recommend because I have uh, I have both. Um, so Bright Onion D1 first, and I'm just trying to. Find it on their site, and it is called. Uh, um, they basically make a product which is, it's guitar. You've got a loop on there, so you go guitar in and then right. out, and then there's a loop, and then the loop gives you dry signal and wet signal. So, so do you have a rotary control to blend those? You have then, two or? volume pots, basically. Ah, um, and then the idea is that, uh, I think it's called, is it called the blender? That would make sense, wouldn't it? Um, maybe it doesn't make them anymore. It definitely makes them. Yes, he does. It's called the blender looper. Um, so effectively, you've got an input and an output and then a send and return for a guitar effect. And then you have two volume pots, a dry and a wet and then you have a phase switch for the wet. Because obviously, you've, when you've got a, an analog dry signal and a wet signal, you, they might be out of phase. So it allows you to put them into phase. So what's really good about that, I use it for something like my H9, um, which doesn't have like analog dry through. So sometimes you want to have a bit more of the dry signal coming through on delay. So you can have like a completely straight through dry and then blend in some of the wet signal. It's really good for something like a whammy. Um, so, oh, you know, yes. you can have still your original signal and stuff like that. So, yeah. And and then again, you can use it for things like um, drives and stuff. 
um if well you that's want. it i just there are so many great fuzzes and distortions out there and i like i sit and i play them with my bass at home and i'm like god i love this so much and then i take it to a band practice you know where of course is the first time you're going to real really hear the sort of uh, i guess the 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 sonic scope of mm-hmm. the, that pedal being on and nine times out of ten you hit it on and you disappear in the mix because all your low ends been sucked out of it especially with fuzzes and drives and especially as i like most bass drives are very very modern they've got this real scoopy sort of dark glassy feel which is very desirable at the moment but not for me i want mine to be like clangy and old school and kind of like guitar drive sound yeah um but without losing my low end so something like this would be absolutely perfect yeah kind of Uh, just opening up other pedals that i would like to use and then um you know i think that's I would say is your sort of more budget friendly one. Um, uh-huh. That is, uh, they're like eighty. Oh, yes, you said there were two options. Yeah, so the yes, other one, uh, which is another one I've got, which is the Gig Rig Wetter Box. Um, uh-huh. Now this one is slightly different because actually you've got an input and an output. Um, you've actually, in fact, sorry, you've got an input and a stereo output, and then you've got two effects loops. So if you want to blend wet signal with dry signal you just put one effect in one loop and then you leave the other one completely clean so they um they um connect when there's nothing plugged in so the circuit's complete and then you've got a gain control for each and then you've got a mix control so you can then mix between a and b and you can then add in like an expression pedal for example so you can blend between how much dry or wet signal you want with your foot which is quite cool um you can either mix so you can go between all dry and all wet or you can go blend and it blends some of the wet signal on top of the dry signal. Um, What's very cool about that one is that it also has a remote input. So if you're using something like an MS3, for example, uh, you could still have the MS3 program a, an output, um, you know, so a control output, like an amp control output and turn on the pedal remotely, which is quite cool. Um, oh. So a lot more options on that, but a lot more expensive. Double the price at one eight nine. I see. So it yes. depends okay. how much you really want to. Uh, how I literally want, want a clean, you know, a clean sound alongside some of my crazy distortions. Yeah, so I think it's, um, it's... that that would be that would be the one. I, I, the bright onion one, definitely uh, very very good. There's also. I think this is probably more for delays, but there's also the One Control do the minimal series. They do the Blender Trail pedal, which allows you to put a pedal in a loop and then you've got trail. So if you're using like an analog delay that's got... um that that has uh, like true bypass it obviously that you get no delayed trails or anything like that so there's a few options out there but james at bright onion and then obviously you get to pick the color and the design and everything it's always yeah. uh very good for that i think yeah very cool indeed uh yeah i'm i'm i think i'm gonna go for that thank you thank you matty that is good but yes dear listener bright uk. check it out the beast sale is very good yes you'll find indeed. stuff and uh if you have crazy ideas, um, and James will probably hate me for saying this, I'm sure you can message him and he will <laughs> certainly help you out. But as he puts on his website, every pedal is made to order. Um, so, you know, he is, uh, you know, he is definitely one for helping out. Very good. Very cool indeed. Now, uh, we got we got, we got got sent a new amplifier a couple of weeks ago, actually, and I've been meaning to talk about it. I might have mentioned it, but I don't think I've spoken about it in any depth i bumped in 
to um to victory amplifiers at the uh at the birmingham show and they were like oh we've been meaning to give you a shout and send you an amplifier to check out so um so they have which i'm very very excited about i'm sure i asked for the copper but they sent the duchess (laughs) 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 but that's fine that's fine so it's the uh actually retrospectively i i love the duchess i i I think just for having those fendery cleans from the from the duchess i Mm -hmm. think I, i would have preferred this anyway but dear listener let me tell you about it so the v4 stuff from um victory this is their pedal board amplifiers they are big proper pedal board amplifiers like they're like 800 quid but i think they're like the most popular thing victory have ever done i think they're outselling everything else they've done you know 10 to 1 sort of thing so pedal board amplifier amplifier but it's very big because it's got a valve preamp in there and it's, it is running into a digital power stage like 180 watts digital power stage um they do one for each of their amp types, so you're getting like a fly rig version of any of their amps in a very, very usable package. And what's great is that they've partnered up with two notes, so you've got cab sims direct off of the amplifier, um, and uh, like, like there are like balanced line outs and headphones out on there. It's, it's all of their wonderful victory amplifier nurse completely designed to be a a fly rig b the ultimate recording solution and just i guess in general taking valve amps to this what we've been talking about really with katana and stuff like that this sort of modern usable thing hey if you still like valve stuff dear listener but you love all the options people are getting digitally this is a good halfway house obviously once again it is still a digital power stage but digital power stages are very good these days. It's a fully loaded valve preamp. And um, I mean, it, it sounds great, like proper fendery cleans, but then I guess more uh, more like marshally um, drives tones. Yeah, I think um, for me, the great thing is um, with Victory and coming from um, the kind of background of the Comfort design and you know just someone who really knows how to make and design amplifiers and just being given the kind of reign to do what they want and i think you know lots of ideas and then someone also sort of pulling the rein slightly and going like valve amps are great but as you say we need to do something that perhaps you know and i think we've talked about it on the podcast before there's a lot of people out there now who have never plugged into a uh, you know quote unquote real amplifier and and I was telling the story yeah. the other day about when we interviewed Pliny at Arc Tangent in 2016 and he and yeah. we were like oh talks about the gear that you've used and he went I have only ever played an Ibanez guitar into an ME50 mm. and we were like okay yeah. and you know and that's that's just how it is like lots of people you know there's just more and more options and like you say I think this is a good in the middle so it's on all the time as you say there's a balanced out so you could run a cab sim straight into a pa for example um you've got a send and return you've got a line out um you know so you've got a bunch of options in there um for yeah. recording the, at home but yeah having that valve cab- preamp in there makes a big difference yeah absolutely and, and the cab sims are the the presets because it's all the it's the two notes obviously software so you can open up you can edit using two notes you can edit those but the presets that come with the duchess have been created by pete 
Honore, which is uh, that's cool. Which is, you know, which is, which is very cool. So, so uh, just uh, just so I'm clear, and I guess clear for the listener. So there's no cab output on this, right? Or is there? I couldn't see from the pictures. Yes. There is. Yes, yes. So there got, is a cab. So you've got a normal cab output plus. That is exactly how I've been running it. Actually, straight into a straight cab into here. a cab. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you can go um, cab out. Um, you've also then got the cab sim out, which is over a t- um, XLR. You've then also got balance line out and a headphone out as well. And then you can actually plug it in via USB and update or change the. It's just cab sims as well, right? It's just ridiculous. If you can, yeah, exactly. And then a foot switch I, I just, for tremolo. You know how I've been going through this whole like, um, oh, no, maybe technology is bad and all old stuff is actually good again. I, I sort of feel like I've come out this this digital it, uh, <laughs> obsession that I was I think, in. Um, like we were just saying with Katana, I think there's a, a lot of people out there, perhaps from the kind of our crowd um that don't want to do everything in the box in the computer um yeah. and want to do and still want to have a bit of hands-on you know touch yeah. with with the actual product and the good thing is with victory is that if you then kind of go well that's great but i don't want to sacrifice the amp i'm plugging into i want to do something you know take it a step further back from that but i don't want to change my whole amp they also do they still make i think they do I'm, unless i'm missing it they still do the standard pedal version right which is the preamp pedal that you can run into the yeah front i don't want to conf- i feel like these were the upgrade from that so i don't know if they've stopped doing them but i'm, I'm not sure i wouldn't want to say one way or the other yeah i can't i'm just trying to look because i was trying to confirm on their website i think perhaps in some they do and some they don't maybe i've yeah, because V4 the copper, V4 the copper guitar amp. Yeah, so I think you can still buy the preamp pedals, but you can't right. uh, as well as the amplifiers. I see. I'm I see. just going to confirm that by checking a retailer, um, because yeah, you might just want the preamp sound of the sheriff or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am um, one of the things I really like about this because this this amp is just sat on, on my desk. I plumbed it into my interface via the cab sim, and now I can just plug stuff in and get like an actual like valve amp just straight into my DAW, which is very very cool. Mm. But when I when I, when it first turned up, I wanted to run it through a cab, and I realised because it's you know it's a it's like it's like a pedal, dear listener, but it's got these big chunky like amp feet on it on the underside, so it sits really well like on a cab, so you could just use this as a head like as a normal head, and then you just have the controls top down like you would on a katana or you know a blues yeah, junior and I, and I guess at that like point that. you know you can then still have the feeling of going through a cab um but you've also got a lot more options for great recorded guitar sounds, which is kind yeah. of what you want um it looks like. Um, the Duchess is the only one that doesn't come in the preamp pedal version, but you can get the Kraken, the Copper, the Jack, and the Sheriff all in the V4 pedal version. Um, so they have the kind of on-off foot switches. They have the um, channel switching, but the outputs are input and then amp output, but then in standalone mode, but you can also run it in amp through mode, which means that it runs like four cable method. This becomes the preamp of your amplifier, but then you're still using your valve amps, power amp. Um, 
and that is the the big difference so what you've got is the full amplifier um and then there's just a preamp version um as well and i'm just looking here and it's just reminded me audio kitchen fake plastic trees have you still still got that or did we have it on loan i'm just looking at i it do again, going no i like, do i do have it i need to try I do that. have it yeah a funny thing is, I was like sitting the two of them next to each other, and I was like, "This the victory is absolutely fantastic. It, it's it's obviously is is quite huge comparatively, mm. and I, and obviously it has a whole bunch of features that you don't have on the on the fake plastic trees." But I was a bit like, "Damn, the fake plastic trees does really do a good job of this sort of thing, you know, in a in a far more com- compact mm. package." I just. I don't think I've ever heard anything as good as fake plastic trees. Just as like, I just love it for edge of breakup. Or I, I think um, the next up, we do have this one on loan. I'm thinking about just buying it. Um, I, I, maybe I will. But I think if next time I go into a studio for bass, I'd probably just want to use this, plug straight into it and go, you know, just straight into the into the desk. Right. Um, because I, I did some like sample recording of just that, just using that, a bass guitar, fake plastic trees. I, obviously I shoved a compressor on the other end um, and it, it just sounded, abs- it sounded like a massive, aggressive stack, you know, and it sounds, you know, better for guitar than it does for bass, but for, it was just amazing. It's just a wonderful product. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I put on our notes where we start. I'm, it's the one thing I hate. And, I, and at the moment, I've, I kind of plugged my pedal board yesterday. Sometimes I'm just like, right, drive pedals. I'm like, how many drive pedals can you have on a single board? Do mm. you cover all the bases? Or do you just go, this is what I'm thinking today. It's like, do I cover all the bases? So you've got like a light gain and then like a overdrive and then like a fuzz and then like a crazy fuzz or something like that. And right. then one of, and then I'm always struggling between like one of each. And I'm like, actually, should I just have three or four drive pedals that I just really like and then not worry that, oh, well, I can't put that one on the board because it's, it's not, uh, it's not got light enough gain or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just sort of, um, well, I, I finally plugged in the Boneyard. Uh, sorry, Thorpe, it's taken oh, so yeah? long. It just sounds so good. And I've like, and a part of what's burnt this on is I was playing my pedal board and I was like, right, I've got the Chase Bliss Bliss Factory, which sounds amazing. But actually, I, what I, the, and I, I remember saying this about the autom- automaton fuzz, is having a preset volume control per patch is really annoying because sometimes you're playing at a lower volume but the patch is like set with like cranked volume and then obviously that might vary between two and then i'm like am i actually using like six or seven different fuzz factory sounds i'm like no what i want is a kind of glitchy like underpowered fuzz sound and i'm like the boneyard does that because it's got the feed control it kind of sags a lot of the uh the voltage out so you kind of get a bit of that sure i miss the uh the the matt bellamy sort of velcro fuzz sound but i just <laughs> i find it annoying and i understand why they done it but i wish there was a way that you could turn the volume control off or from mid being midi controlled and it was like global on the chase right. bliss pedals so when i step on it if it's too loud i can just turn it up or turn it down to where i need it and then it, and then when i go to another patch it's at that same volume because sometimes you might also set 
that you know you might not realize but two or three patches slightly different volume and then it's sort of yeah. like you've got to turn it it sort of jumps up and i'm like as long as you've got a pedal you can kind of quickly de- go down and go like cool right that's changed i might turn it off and then when i come back to it it's kind of still there but obviously when you're sending midi signals all the time you might mm. go to one patch and then come back to another and it's going to reload that patch with the other with the previous volume you're not going to sit there and go i've got to quickly like save this new patch you know which is not as easy to do on something like the bliss factory because you've got to hold down both buttons and then send it a midi signal do you see what i mean so just from a kind of like messing around great And and i but i'm thinking like actually you know what i might just take it off the board and just you know put that back on then i sort of plugged the the big muff in and i'm like man i've got this like 70s op amp <laughs> big muff and i'm like maybe i should just you know every time i plug it in i'm just like man i feel like i need to play some smashing pumpkins i'm like why haven't i got this on the board and it's like because i've got three other fuzzes i'm like do i need three fuzzes <laughs> you know what if i want an overdrive sound and i'm like actually i might as well just put on what i i want on but the great thing about the boneyard is it's just nice and responsive to the volume control and i think that's right. what i like doing simple. Is, it's just simple yeah i like having that kind of right you crank up the volume crazy fuzz sound turn it down a little bit more of an overdrive um i'm still using the revival trem quite a lot but i just hate picking drive pedals because i've so what 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 are the drive pedals that you got oh, at the moment? joe too many um no, I meant on the board. Oh, on the not, board. Not in your oh, I was total collection. Say, I was like, what ones am I trying? I'm like, well, I've got like a hundred. Um, which on a side note, I see that on Reverb now you can add your gear, um, which is quite a handy thing as a like checklist of everything that you own. And then it's like Discogs. You can obviously add it to your collection. And when you want to sell it, you can just be like, oh, sell this and create a listing really quickly it's quite handy for insurance it's great for insurance and that's why i've done it on discogs because my record collection like when last time i looked i was like oh i should probably insure this (laughs) um but yeah and uh so anyway so yeah i was thinking about i should log all my gear on there but the pedals i've got on the pedal board at the moment chase bliss 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 factory um i've then got the boss fz2 which will never leave the pedal board because it is the best octave fuzz just just amazing just absolutely love that thing um and then revival trem uh, or i think it's called something different now from origin effects and then the roadrunner which again i absolutely love it's a great a great overdrive but is yours the big but box it's the one, big the it's the, it's the big box one but i'm like i sort of missed the op amp big muff you know maybe i'll take the chase bliss off and put something else on it you know we were talking about the pelotor the other day from pelican noise works oh, what a um i pulled out my old marshall governor and i was like oh man the governor and then uh, i was sort of spurred on to plug get that out because i was reading an article with um ed o'brien that was like the first you know when they first went out and bought a bunch of gear like johnny greenwood built the Shredmaster. he had the governor and i was like oh man those sounds radiohead so good um and i just think so often i get tied up and being like right i need to have an analog delay and a digital delay i need one pedal that does this and i'm like i'm not sometimes i'm building pedal boards with not actually the gear that i just want to use the gear that i think i should have on the pedal board if that makes sense hmm. you know from a and I'm like, it doesn't because I'm not really playing any gigs. I might as well just make, I might as well have pedals <laughs> to just make all the best sounds because that's all I'm going to use. So I don't know, might rebuild the board, might put the big muff on it. Um, and then I've got this great Proco Rat 
uh, that Tate Effects modded. I'm like, I put that on there and I'm like, I can't have like four like really thick fuzzes. You've got to have at least one overdrive. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I'll just put the Dane on there. So you, you end up, this is the problem. You end up with... L- you end up just with a wall of drives. Yeah, and you just end up with so much stuff that you're like, I don't know what to put on. And, you know, kind of when I build a big pedal board, I'm like, oh, I want everything to stay on it for a while and that's the thing i don't want to rip my pedal board apart spent so long recently obviously putting it together but i'm just like you know when you plug it in you're like all oh, the clean sounds great and then the drive stuff you're like i'm missing something and i think what i'm missing is a bit of fun and the chase bliss bliss factory is loads of fun but i just don't ever use the midi side of it and i'm like what about the hologram oh the hologram's great but it's a funky you know, glitchy delay thing, isn't it? Oh, I th- yeah, I th- but I, c- I consider that pedal a bit of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I think the thing about the Bliss Factory is I think it's just that MIDI volume control that annoys wow. me. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll email Joel and just be like, is there any way at some point this would ever be updated so that you could disable that and it was just a global volume? Um, I, again, I'd like the same for... Um, for the bliss factory but also for the automaton do you know what i mean just so like if you're at a gig like yeah you might have a drive sound where you want a bit more volume but if you've gone to the gig and then you found out that five of the presets is for some reason it's not loud enough or whatever or you've been messing around with it at home and you get to a rehearsal you're like right i've now got to go and save all these other presets different volume control (laughs) it would be i did that i did that with the uh with with the 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 drive the automaton drive when i when i um set that all up through the ms3 had the ms3 like midi triggering all of the presets on it took it to band practice and essentially yeah the the levels were just sort of like out with everything and i'm, I'm there with like five different stages of drive trying to adjust them all <laughs> a, yeah. a little bit and then resave them i'm like Ugh. i think in the it's studio just, in some ways it doesn't matter because and again you can do some cool stuff with it like you can do a kind of um you can do like a false trim with it and stuff through the ramp control and and all of that. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that. I just want to use it like a fuzz factory. Maybe I should just buy a fuzz factory. <laughs> That's the solution. You can't go wrong with a fuzz factory. You know, I think Zvex were the first boutique brand, the first effects brand I think I really fell in love with. You know, for, I just remember, you know, we're talking, what, 2005? You know, they've been a company for like 10 years at that point. Obviously, internet in its sort of formative, formative years. And um, I just remember like Z, like Fuzz Factory and stuff. That was always the one. They were always doing these crazy like custom finishes and sparkles. And I was like, they just, you know, always spoke to me as such a, a great brand. And they've just consistently cranked stuff out for what 25 years now yeah and it always looked great i remember them making like the first good like really good bass drives in the woolly mammoth and the master mastertron mastertron that was it yeah yeah and they were they sounded incredible on bass and there was nothing really like it was at the time it was like that or an uh, an odb3 you know (laughs) And, so and as they, well, they there just good. wasn't many places you could buy them from. 
Do you know what I mean? And I remember Denmark Street, you know, in London, that was like one dealer there. And you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and the one thing I always wanted, never bought one, the nanotube head, which was their like 0.5 watt uh, valve amp. I was always like, that is cool. Do you know what I mean? It's so diddy and it's like fits in the palm of your hand. It just had a volume control. And I was like, it's just very, very cool. Um, but yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe I'm just missing the normal normal fuss factory or if any listener knows if there's a way to uh bypass the uh the volume control on uh on the bliss factory or you know whatever let me know if there's a, if there's a way around it i did try and send a specific mini message for the volume every time but again if it's not quite right got to adjust it then you've got to save it you know would just be good long-winded mm. yeah indeed yeah indeed yes Exactly. Well, um, well, that does actually bring us to the end of this week's episode of Guitar Nerds, dear listener. Me and Matt are going to go and Matt and I are going to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where we're going to record an extra episode. We do that every week, dear listener, and you can become a Patreon supporter and listen to our extra episodes. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. That gets you this episode ad free and early every week. Five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. $10 gets you the lot, plus I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Um, this week on the Patreon episode, we're going to go talk about my pedal board. I've also been hunting down some rare Boss and Electro Harmonics pedals that I want to oh, talk about. very nice. Oh, we can oh, also yes, talk exactly. about me buying the most expensive effectively oh my goodness how did i forget well we'll, we'll save this? it for the patreon but if you want to hear about yes. a stupidly expensive purchase purely for the uh for the reason of gotta catch them all um then uh, <laughs> then tune into the patreon <laughs> yes yes do that join the guitar notes group on facebook get involved in our weekly episode discussion thanks for listening you've been lovely we've been the guitar notes farewell Bye-bye. i'm gonna sing your my patrons, yes, so I am going to sing all about my patrons, yeah, the real people in the house, fantastic real ends, yeah, Chris Franklin, Andy Fry, Daniel Walker, baby.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.